Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO Chatter on the Rise. Now this specifically refers to UFO Chatter among government insiders and employees on the rise. And this is kind of a follow-up to the podcast we did yesterday where we talked about finally disclosure coming that it's alleged the U.S. government is in possession of uh, material from UFO crashes described as vehicles not of this world. And all that came from Mr. Davis, a former government consultant. And it's looking more and more like it's probably the case. We're not seeing a lot of denials come out about this. We're being promised uh, disclosure, you know, in dribs and drabs. Uh, The Defense Department says that they'll come clean after all this time denying UFOs. It seems like some of this stuff is actually coming to a head. And so I found this article, and there's also a linked uh, video with Tucker Carlson doing an interview. Tucker just seems to be in the forefront of this stuff. The article comes from WashingtonExaminer.com, and it's linked there at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. You can get there by going to at uh, Warning Sub UFO. While you're there, go ahead and click on the follow. Now, the article is written by uh, Spencer Neal, posted July 24th, 2020. The title says, Ex-Navy Pilot. Chatter about UFO sightings and government channels on the rise. And it begins, it says... Are there strange objects flying through the Earth's atmosphere? According to one ex-Navy fighter pilot, the answer is yes. In a follow-up to a New York Times report claiming the Pentagon will soon release never-before-seen documents pertaining to the possible existence of off-world vehicles not made on this Earth, retired naval aviator David Fravor talked to Fox News host Tucker Carlson on Friday evening about what he saw during a routine training mission in November of 2004 off the coast of California. Now, of course, those are those uh, two famous encounters that we've talked about before on the podcast that produced two uh, video clips of UFOs that uh, securely made it from the Navy to the New York Times to Tom DeLong's company of two, the Academy of the Stars and Science. The article says, quote, I never want to speculate what the government truly has, but I would say there's stuff out there, Fravor said. The four of us who chased the Tic Tac in 2004 have attested to multiple times that what we saw exceeded anything we had in our inventory, far superior to the airplanes that we were flying in. At the time, they were brand new. So so I'd say, yes, there's something out there. Fravor has dismissed the idea that foreign governments could behind could be behind the flying objects that had been caught on video moving at incredible speeds and defying physics. The ex-pilot said on Friday he believes the taboo about discussing unidentified flying objects or UFOs is starting to disappear. Now this is this is the big. Um, I would say controversy or the big paradigm that's beginning to be set up here. So for 70 years, the Defense Department, the military, the government has denied the existence of UFOs. In fact, they have debunked the notion. They've gone out of their way to intimidate, threaten, control, 
and hurt people that have come forward and talked about their encounters or presented proof. If you if the government felt that somehow you were too believable, too much of a threat, and you were in, you were uh, incurring on their on their territory enough, you were going to get feedback. Now that's gotten better over the years, but especially back in the fifties and sixties. They were fre- they were frequently just awful to people that had UFO encounters. Now, after all this time, when the proof has become uh, just to the point where you can't deny it anymore, and I think above and beyond that, what's really going on here is um, a couple things. First off, we have everybody has a camera now. We have so much. So many cell phones, uh, people are able to communicate through the internet. It's so much easier to present evidence that when you have uh, a couple thousand people seeing the same thing and they begin to and they begin to video it, and then you have some uh, paid idiot debunker that comes out and tries to harass, intimidate, make fun, mock these people. Well, they they are shown um, to be what they are pretty quickly because when you have one. Uh, let's just say, one lying piece of work who's out there uh, trying to debunk and intimidate, but you have a couple thousand people that have experienced uh, the incident, and those couple thousand people are able to communicate and present evidence online, the, the truth just just begins to overwhelm the lie. I mean, that's just how, that's how life works. I mean, you can tell a lie for a long time, but it's a lot of work to cover that lie up. And the truth is just the same thing. It's just out there. It just does its own work. The truth does its own work. You don't have to defend it. You don't have to manipulate it. You don't have to worry about how you present it. It's just there. It's just big, giant mountain. It's there. It's the truth. The lie, on the other hand, well, it's based on deception. And for 70 years, we've been lied to about UFOs. But finally, with the advancement of technology and the fact that the people who are able to recognize and observe the truth are now able to communicate in mass, it's a lot harder to keep pushing a lie. Now, that doesn't mean they don't keep trying. You can't read one of these UFO articles, hardly, without having some lies thrown in, some debunking, some mocking, or hearing the word conspiracy theorist used a half a dozen times. They're still trying for whatever reason. Makes you wonder why. Because the truth is so self-evident. Just like it says in our founding documents of this country. The truth is self-evident. This UFO phenomena is self-evident. You actually don't need to have the military or the deep state reveal the truth to you. I mean, the truth of the phenomena itself, at least... Is self-evident. Now, exactly how these things are getting here, exactly what they are, what the motives are, whether they are interdimensional, extraterrestrial, or something that's been created on this planet with the help of whoever brought it here, that remains open to discussion. But the actual sightings of these things is self-evident. It always has been. When people were spotting these things back in 1950, when they had the wave that went through Michigan... A famous case where they had these giant ships, portals lit up all the way around them. 
I've actually talked to people at Saul, one of those ships, an 80-year-old conservative Christian woman. Her and her daughter saw one. Nothing to lie about. It's the truth. It's self-evident. She didn't try to explain it. She said, I don't know what it was. I know what it looked like. But we also know that when that happened, when that wave went through, uh, back when Gerald Ford was a congressman who tried to get uh, information about it, he was stonewalled. We know the government sent out their goons. And some of the people that came out and talked about it in the newspaper, I can't remember the fellow's name, we did a podcast on it, but one of them in particular, he was ridiculed, debunked. He said he wished he'd never even told anybody about seeing the thing. So that's the past that we have. That's the track record that the government has shown us for how they deal with people that observe and report the truth. They try to make them sound crazy. So I don't have a lot of trust in this whole new movement of disclosure. Oh, the Pentagon's going to give us a report in six months. Yeah, they're going to give you a bucket of you-know-what in six months. So we know the phenomenon is real. We've known for a long time anybody with an open mind who's actually saw one of these things, knows that they've saw something. Now, we don't know what we saw. We just know we saw something. It's self-evident. Tucker's done a really good interview here with David Fravor, another pilot. This is a pilot who saw something. It was self-evident to him. It was self-evident to him that it was nothing like any mechanical device that that people have created. He's a fighter pilot. He knows how fast machines can go. He's in the cockpit of an airplane that can go, what, five, six hundred miles an hour? I mean, he's pushing his bodies to the limits to the limits. I mean, if you make a turn any faster than David Fravor does, you're going to pass out. It's not like getting in a car and driving it. This guy, is a, he's, a, he's a top-end athlete. He flies jets that approach the speed of sound, maybe pass the speed of sound, and make uh, amazing maneuvers. And he's seeing something that just blows him away. He knows it's not man-made. He's just recognizing the self-evident thing he sees in front of him. This, unidentified flying object. He goes on, as I said, Fravor has dismissed the idea that foreign governments could be behind the flying objects. Well, of course they're not behind him. This stuff is light years ahead of us. Light years ahead of us. It doesn't even obey the law of physics that we see. It's operating under some other some other group of laws. I mean, we're not even capable of making something that approaches this. Okay? So, he's Fravor here is blowing away this whole notion that, you know, well, it's not really a real UFO. It's not from off-planet. It's not from another dimension. It's not from another planet. It's this human need to control the narrative, to be safe. Well, this fighter pilot, man, he's blown it away. You know, the other day when Marco Rubio did the did the interview, he talked about the same thing. Well, we want to know if it's Chinese or the Russians or some off-world thing. And he gets this kind of little confused look in his face. He's like, well, it, it would almost be better if it was, you know, from it was extraterrestrial. Not really. No, not really. But they say that because their notion of E.T. is still an imaginary construct. Their notion of interdimensional is still an imaginary construct. The thought that this thing could have come from some parallel universe or some other dimension, that's an imaginary construct of them. They can just put that over there, they can can compartmentalize that thought, and then they can sleep at night. But when they really begin to think about, well, it's real, it's the truth, it's self-evident, now let's try to imagine where this thing could have come from. 
it's like seeing a bolt of lightning and saying, well, it's just there. Well, you know, it's helpful if you have something to draw that lightning away from you. I mean, if it's lightning out, we know enough not to go out in bad weather. Maybe the same thing if we compare this phenomenon of lightning to this phenomenon of the UFO and we understand the potential destructiveness of these things, people can be a little more careful. That goes on here, it says, there are more incidents that are starting to come out that people are starting to report inside the government channels of things that they that they've seen, and I think you're seeing it from people in the past, because it's always had that taboo to come out and talk about these things, he said. I think that since 2017, the world is starting to change because of the publicity, because of the attention of the Senate and the Congress, because of people like Marco Rubio on the Intel Committee of telling the DOD, hey, I want your report. And that's a very nice thing to say about Marco, but you have to wonder do they really consider him a serious threat, and are we going to get any kind of a real report? I think the reason that we're really hearing about this right now, okay, we have the Internet. And this allows millions of people who have even a passing interest in UFOs to stop and read an article, listen to a podcast, whatever. It's an opportunity for people to consider this thing that they never had before. And this has led to, for some time now, many years, and it's really kind of exploded, is this notion that uh, you constantly have these conferences, uh, get-togethers, where people go and listen to uh, UFO speakers. And, you know, a lot of those guys are making some pretty good money running that circuit. I don't know. I've heard ten grand, maybe more, for a 20-30 minute speech. Makes a pretty nice retirement income. And that's fine. People should be paid for their time. And I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. And the good thing about that is this. You take these former Navy pilots, and you've seen a few of them come forward, and I don't know what their financial arrangements are. Maybe they're not getting paid at all. But it seems like you have to think they probably are, because you're starting to see more and more of these guys uh, start traveling the UFO circuit, quite frankly, and do speeches, and share the experience that they had uh, with their UFO encounter. And it's great. I, I, I think it's awesome. You have an individual who had a an UFO encounter. They have videotape that's been circulated now, this stuff. Uh, people are aware of it. People are curious. And somebody wants to pay five bucks to go listen to the guy talk. And the guy gets paid for his trouble going there. I don't have a problem with that. But what this little cottage industry has done, and which is really a good thing, it has allowed uh, people who were former government employees who had experiences with these things, who maybe know stuff, are able to use that revolving door. You know, I complain about it a lot, but I think in this case it's okay. And they just go right around that door from their job, they retire, and they, they hit the speech circuit. And maybe they got some paperwork they can share with us. Or maybe they have an experience they can share with us. Or maybe they've got some great stories they can share with us. And people can listen to what they have to say. And we can add this to the pool of evidence that we already have concerning the UFO phenomena. They can make uh, a good living at it. And the community can be enriched from the data that they share with us. The only pitfall is we have to parse out the truth. And we have to weigh whatever they happen to be saying, just like we would anything. Now, the case with, with uh, Fravor here is such an awesome witness because he's a former Navy pilot and we have the video. Now, it's excellent to get his perspective on this. 
And it's a good thing for a guy like this to give interviews and to give speeches and to open himself up to UFO enthusiasts to share his experience. It helps to... Uh, it helps to form the opinions of what the general public has about the whole UFO phenomena. It adds a lot of credence. It legitimizes the notion that UFOs are real, even if we don't know what they are. And the way he approaches it here is, is quite frankly, awesome. He says, well, I don't think that they're man-made. In the interview, if you watch it, he says, he says that he hopes the government has them. That tells me he hopes that somehow we have recovered... Uh, crash UFO material, which he talks about in the interview. I highly recommend you go to the Twitter account, UFO Warning, link to that four-minute-long Tucker Carlson video. If I get time during the next week or two, I might transcribe it and we can go through it. But Fravor has a really rational approach to this. We need guys like him, quite frankly, out there talking about this stuff, and guys like Tucker Carlson. But the narrative seems to be shifting toward the idea that some government, probably the U.S. government, as has at some time recovered a crashed vehicle, not of this world, quite frankly, something made on another planet, something made in a different dimension, universe, however you want to say it, that somehow ended up here, has been recovered and re-engineered to some point. This brings us to the idea of whether or not our current level of scientific uh, knowledge would even allow us to re-engineer re something like this. I heard one one speaker say it would be kind of like if a nuclear submarine washed up on a desert island somewhere and you had a bunch of people from the Stone Age trying to re-engineer that thing and build a new one from scratch. It's so complicated they could, they could never do it. But perhaps they've taken parts of it. You, when you think about things like... Uh, Dr. Pai, who's patented so many things for the U.S. Navy, their, their, their attempt basically saying that they're on, their, on the verge of creating craft that can, that can travel by bending um, time and gravity, you have to wonder. And more and more it's looking like the chatter that we're hearing is there has been craft recovered and they have begun to reverse engineer them. That's what they're pointing toward. That's that's the shift in the narrative. Now that might just be them uh, putting that out there so they can close down inquiry because they they can then suddenly say that all these uh, craft that are being uh, observed are are uh, top secret military. Therefore, we can't talk about them. Or perhaps somebody sees dollar signs on the other side of that revolving door. And uh, they want to release some of this information because they know it's not going to hurt anything, number one. And number two, they are going to make a lot of money riding the UFO circuit talking about this stuff. Quite frankly, I don't care which one works as long as we get some more disclosure. But as this disclosure comes out, the warning's got to be, be really careful about what you hear and weigh it against the other evidence and weigh it against the motives that these people might have. As far as Tucker Carlson and, and uh, Fravor go, and I think this is good stuff. This is the kind of stuff that we need. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.